My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot. is getting a bit better, which is improving and happy that it's improving. Hey, today is Sunday, December 10th in the year 2023. Of course, we're assembled here for prayer and healing, which I'm always loving what we're doing. This is one of my favorite times of the week, honestly. Before we get going, let me just mention a couple of our great sponsors uh, that have been with us and do such great things. Obviously, we do have a food issue coming up and it's having a lot to do with the way that our leaders function in this world. We have a leadership in this nation that could fix about anything. They have the resources and the people, but they won't. 
And what, instead, what they're seeking is chaos, and they're seeking destruction. And what they really want is for you to suffer. And they have no desire of stopping at what they're doing because they want to make sure that they get their way in destroying every underpinning of humanity and moving in this new world order. And unfortunately, the United States is top on their target to destroy because if we fall, the rest of the world falls. One of the things you need to be prepared for is the shortages that will likely ensure, ensue. And that's what most critical mode of that is food. So head on over to preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. That's the My Patriot Supply site that we have. And My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in the, in the country and has equipped more American shelves than anybody else. They have their best-selling three-month emergency food kit, and that provides delicious meals, including breakfast, lunches, and dinners, with, with over 2,000 calories per day. All you have to do is add water, heat, and eat. You want to make sure that every member of your family has an emergency food supply, and that's where this comes in with this three-month system. You can create a baseline for anything you do in a food preparation system in your home and family. So again, head on over to preparewithbards.com. You're going to be able to save $200 on the three-month emergency supply kit. And if you order by 3 p.m. any day, it will go out the same day with free shipping. They are literally the best emergency supply company in the nation. So if you head on over there now, you're going to get $200 off from preparewithbards.com off the three-month emergency food supply kit. So that's preparewithbards.com. Okay, one of the things that, by the way, I'm going to, uh, as we kind of get warmed up here, excuse me, head into prayer. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I think that we've got some attacks going on up here at the property. We uh, Last night, uh, now just understand, we've got two wells up here, and there's rain. This is the time of year when you have zero concern about water at all. Um, my main tank that supplies the house that fills from the well is filled at 5,500 gallons and it's maxed out. I mean, it's at top fill, which is great. Everything's going along cruising great. Last night, one of the family comes in and says, uh, Uncle Scott, I guess, there's no water. And immediately I go into like full serious mode because when those words come out of somebody's mouth and you have 10 children, nine children, and you have three adults, let me tell you, the calculation, <laughs> the calculus on that is immediate. You have toilets and you have water and showers. Those three things, when those come to your mind, you are in full on serious mode. And so we begin looking and investigating and I went to the normal sources because I've talked to you about this before. We had this water system at this property. It drives me nuts. Whoever designed it understood Rube Goldberg devices, and they've added on so many layers and switches and things that I finally got a handle on what's happening on this thing. And we got it fixed for the most part. And then this happens last night. And what's even crazier is it's not like anything that's ever happened before because we have power to the system, which is before the system, would, the breaker would switch or there would be a reset switch that would go off and then we would drain down the main tank and then that, that's when the overload would happen because we were overrunning the capacity of the system, not this time. 
this time, the entire system just isn't having, the main controller isn't calling for water. It's off. There's no, there's power up to it, but there's nothing more. So we literally spent two and a half hours last night diagnosing this to discover that we think, we're not sure, we think it could be a bad breaker. We're down to three things. Bad breaker, a transfer switch, which is related to our generator, which could, it's an older one, that could be a problem in that breaker, or it's a solenoid that is naturally deep within this electronic box that isn't, is not a part you normally get, and it's burned out. So as I'm, <laughs> as I'm working through this, uh, Isaiah, who's 12 years old, comes up to me and gives me a hug, and he says, Uncle Scott, I said, yes, Isaiah. He says, this looks a little bit stressful right now. <laughs> it's like the simplicity of truth. It's like, yes, Isaiah. This will be translated to a little bit of stress as my mind is calculating the, I swear I'm, I'm damaged from Afghanistan. I swear I am. Because immediately, where does my mind go to? Overflowing toilets. And in the bad way. Not like with water, but with dryness. And this goes back to a story in Afghanistan that I'm not, I'm going to spare you this morning only to say that it was one of these places where the water went, they plugged the toilets and instead of doing anything about it, they just kept using them until they, this whole facility that we had built became overflowing with the effervescence of human waste. And, um, I'll never forget the moment that the American advisors I was with went down to check with their, with the Afghan colonel to say, I guess I'm going to tell you more of the story than I thought I was. That's all right. Um, he'd tell them that he needed to find out what was going on. He said, well, get the plumber in here. Well, there was an Afghan plumber, a good one, that came in. He walked into the facility, got in his truck, and walked out. And he said, I'm not coming back to this place until they clean this up. It was horrible. And so the colonel started yelling at the Americans and getting mad that they didn't have someone else to fix this problem. So the Americans, and he kept saying, look, my, my soldiers will fix it. And, and of course, he wasn't going to get involved. And he said, just tell somebody to come fix it, basically. Go get the laborers to fix it, not his soldiers. Tell me the laborers to fix it, something else. And the American advisors were like, dude, you need to get your soldiers in there and do what they do, and you need to lead them in this because this is your problem. So they grabbed him, and they drug him into that facility and they threw him inside and they shut the doors and locked him in for about 10 minutes. I'm not kidding about this. He came stumbling, stumbling out, gasping with tears running down his face, gagging and immediately then began getting his soldiers organized and they cleaned it all out and then were able to get the plumber back. Fortunately, we are not at a capacity or a crisis state like that, but this is where my mind goes. Okay. Cause I've got, I'm thinking uh, this family and toilets, and I'm thinking, no water, and my mind is like off the chain, like, oh my gosh. So to answer Isaiah's problem, or statement, yes, Isaiah, for Uncle Scott, that was a rather stressful and remains a stressful moment. Oh my goodness. Okay, so now you got a whole bunch of stories to start your day, like you didn't need. You're looking at your coffee going, oh my goodness, I think I'm glad I'm here. It's probably true. But things are going well otherwise. Hey, let me uh, just mention one other one of our great sponsors, and and they truly are great sponsors. Um, they've been with us now for oh, well over a year, and it's Birch Gold. 
and it's really a critical thing to understand about where we are right now. Um, we are in a situation, frankly, where they're trying to change the dollar and they want to destroy your life savings. And the dollar is not worth anything anyway. It's, it's just paper currency. So you need to get your so retirement savings protected. Now, Burst Gold are specialists and experts in gold and silver, and especially gold and silver-backed IRAs and, and 401ks. It's their gold and silver retirement accounts. So go to your cell phone, type in the number 989898, and text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to that number. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Now, Birch going to send you a free information packet, which you will read, get informed on, and then you'll call them to set up an, an appointment on the phone and talk to them about getting your retirement savings set in with gold and silver as a backing. That's exactly what they don't want you to do, quite frankly. Anywhere they point, they tell you to go digital and try to give you all the nonsense of what that's going to be when, in fact, the real money is gold and silver. And they know this, and they're counting on you not doing anything about your retirement savings. And it's important that you get this taken care of because the reset is going to be ultimately pretty brutal. It already is with inflation that's running like 30 or 40%. So a text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Send that to Birch Gold and get your free info packet. Study it. Call them. If you have an existing 401k or IRA, you can transfer that over to an existing or to a new precious metals back account at no cost to you, which is huge. And there's a lot of other great services that Burst Gold offers. So again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Okay, so I think we got those all handled. Morning business. We're going to be coming up. This December has gone so fast, incredibly fast. We're already on the 11th as of tomorrow. And I'm going to have to you know, do like a panic call. Not panic, but we got to get, I was planning, on, I'm 11 days late on getting the notice out on our new Christmas special this year. And we're also running on this documentary, which is Bards of War, Family is Everything. We're trying to get that done. I'm filming that this week for that. Michelle and Leah are filming this week for that. And we begin full-on edit and production of that to be released on the 11th of January, my birthday. So a few things going on, and um, definitely worth, worth keeping on pace of it. We want, but we will have another Christmas special like we did in the past. It should be good. And we'll get as many people involved in that as we can. Okay, uh, one last word, and just this for the common sense word of the morning. I um, mentioned that on what I what was it Friday. The days are flying by. I went down to the Church of Glad Tidings, and I began the process of having an old tattoo removed. I'm going to tell you, there's um, some darkness in tattoos, and I will speak honestly about. And it's. Um, there has been a, a, a cascade of stuff that's like when you took some of the ink off, it begins to open up. I'm going to have to, I'm going to dig into this more spiritually in our future shows. 
But I am telling you, if you know people that are say, thinking of getting tattoos, there's a big movement right now in the Christian movement of doing Christian tattoos. I'm really going to tell you, don't do it. Um, and I, I, by the way, I've had some people write send me scripture about tattoos and don't stay, don't do your body. I get it. I read them. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess they're sent to remind me or something. Like, okay, good, got it. Um, <laughs> thank you. I guess I'll say it that way. Thank you. Um, but the, the the whole deal is that really you, we've got to stay vigilant in helping people walk into the body of Christ. Youth are highly influenced right now to do the wrong things. And ultimately, that's where my heart goes, is to the youth that are just being so misguided. The war is against them massively, and it's, it's really a rough time for them. And it's something that if we don't keep them focused on our work, we're not really doing the ultimate work, which is to protect the widows and the orphans. And unfortunately, when we use orphans these days, there's a lot more of those than we realize because there's so much there's so much orphaning from the family itself, orphaning from the principles of God, and that's um, something we have to keep in mind. So, at little footnote, the tattoo is just a reminder of many other things to keep our focus on the youth. Patriots, before we get going this morning, let's start with our open prayer, which we should do every day. Hope we do. Father God, we come to you today, and we're blessed. And Jesus, just ask that you'll walk with us in this morning as we're going to seek into bringing these prayers to our hearts and pushing them into the authorities of healing and restoration. Jesus, we are in a time right now that there is so much happening, and the real question that we have that we'll have to continue to have is, do we believe, and do we believe in all that you said we can do, and are we praying from victory, or are we praying into victory? Jesus, from our perspective, as we open these prayer sessions every Sunday, we are always praying from victory. We're praying from the third heavens into the first heavens and literally pressing into things that we don't. Sometimes we, we, we live in a world that doesn't believe any of that. And so we're reviving and restoring the church in the process. And so, Father, we just ask for that continued blessing as we walk on this path to continue to reach from the victory space and bring it into the earth space where we can literally be praying into such profound victory that we witness the miracles of the living God. So, Father, we just bless, ask you bless us with our prayers and bless us with our actions today. This is not about us. This is about the body of Christ. It's about, about all that you bless us with and all the authorities that you've given us to have to ensure that your children are healed and restored. And we ask for your blessings as we step forward this morning. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There is a piece that was done on the Resistance Chicks site. I'm going to listen to it today. I was trying to get through it tonight. last night. I didn't get through the whole thing. But I'm going to end up having a similar interview here. It's with Pastor Devonese, who you've already heard here, and her spiritual mentor. Very powerful piece. I would really recommend that you go over to the Rumble channel and find it and that you um, listen to it. It's about three and a half hours, there's about an hour and a half of it that's what I would say would be the meat and another hour and a half, roughly, that is um, the prophetic work of Leah Michelle and, the, and Pastor Debonese and, and her spiritual mentor. They do some really good work. It's a powerful It's a powerful three-hour piece. would really recommend that you check it out. It's on their Rumble channel, resistancechicks.com, on Rumble. 
uh, I'm one that I'm even playing here for the whole family, to Ken Charles. A lot of powerful discussion on how we pray and how we pray into this world from victory is a big part of that. And that's why I bring it up. It's very effective and stuff that we should have each of us um, in, our, in our quiver going forward. So, all right, well, let's begin. Let's get into these prayers and let's, let's slay it this morning. What do you say? I'm going to start with a prayer for the water system here on the property. So, Father, I just want to pray for this property and where we are right now with this water system that has gone awry. And we just want to pray for a restoration of the water system and an identification of the problem. May that uh, may it become clear where the problem is. May we find the solution quickly and simply. And may this water system, which normally works fine, be restored to the fullness of its capacity to ensure the living waters flow, both in the physical and the spiritual, as in this property to keep this family safe and strong and keep us all well nurtured in all that is needed. We pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Yesterday, another quick prayer, was my dad's birthday yesterday. So, Father, I just want to thank you for the 87 years of my father that we celebrated yesterday with a breakfast. And just ask as you'll continue to look over him. Father, I'm just going to pray a prayer of miracle healing over my father. It's a restoration of his sight. As he gets older, he's lost vision in one eye, Lord, as you know, and he's, his other eye is going through a slow and steady degradation to making it more difficult for him to have depth of perception and clarity of view. Father, we lift our hands around my father, Lloyd Kesterson, and we pray into him. We pray into a miracle healing, and we pray restoration of his sight. And that sight is greater than just the sight of his eyes, but it's the sight of the Spirit and the sight of his love in Jesus. And so, Father, we pray that into his heart, and we breathe life into his heart. And we surround him with the hands of prayers as we pray in and pray miracle healing over my father. Let this vision of in both eyes be restored. Let the sight in both eyes be given back. And may he once again seek as clearly as he ever has, more clearly, in fact, than he ever has, to be able to walk in this world, both in the physical and to have the clear sight in the spiritual, to raise him up and to complete him as he's intended to be, rather than letting the darkness steal from him what was not theirs to take. Bless him, Father. Heal him in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. That's a steady one, hard one to watch and degrade, and I'm going to do everything I can to pray that one out. So, Okay, so we've got a first prayer coming out of the chute. Here we go. Mom's BP has become uncontrollable, that's blood pressure, since seeing the doc on November 13. They changed her meds, and it's not working. They... They have one more rescue pill to take, and if it does not work, take it down. We will be going to the ER. Mom had strokes back in March, and her BP has been her BP had been getting much better. Update: She had taken, she had to take the fourth rescue pill, but it has brought her. BP down to 161 to over 77. 
praying it goes and stays down tonight. Update two. We just got out of the doctor's office. Good news is he thinks it is tied to kidneys, so he is checking several different labs and rechecking to see if there has been some change in the last two weeks. Bad news is he is putting her on a water pill, which means you have to be even more careful about mineral balance in the body. But the water pill does work synergistically with the new BP med, she started on Friday. Her BP, when we get to the dock, has already was already uh, 180 over 90. So please keep praying for her blood pressure stays down. We can find the root cause of all of this. Thank you. Her sodium is just out of functional range on the high end, but the potassium has dropped to the, to the normal. Water pill is helping, but she is having some side effects of chest tightness, dizziness, constipation, and weakness. We have added in a potassium pill to help, and the chest tightness goes away for a while. We get her labs back, and her potassium is medically low before the water pill, and her kidney markers are trending down, except for the EGFR. I will keep, I will be deep diving on her labs as soon as I can. She is also sleeping well because her restlessness, restless legs have gotten worse, and she has also had a big BP spike yesterday. Mama is holding strong, trying to rest and work as she feels like it. God did lead some of the research into possibly being a methyl, methylation issue that leads to an increase of homocysteine, since we still don't know the root cause, I will be getting her something to help methylate the uh, homocysteine. She does have a history of being elevated, the country NTP. Okay, I'm going to begin with this commentary on this. It's a long prayer request. Here's the deal. I, everywhere in here I read this case, I read about the depth and research into doctors' labs and the work of the hospital. And I haven't read one word in here in this prayer request of the dedication other than saying God provided this in the labs. God doesn't work in medical institutions. He works in the hand of miracles. So it's not about the doctor. It's where your heart is. And the heart is the question of whom are you serving here? This place that you're pushing your mother into is 100% dependent on a pharmacia solution. And you keep looking for a pharmacia solution to solve what only the miracle of God can do. So I am, as I look at this, what's missing in this, the country NTP, is the focus on biblical solution, meaning spiritual and healing and not just the medical solution, which is not of God. And that means there has to be a shift. It does not mean you're not going to the doctor. It does not mean you're not listening to labs. But the emphasis, the time of all of this writing right here, not one mention was made of scripture, not one mention other than was to say God found a solution or guided partly a solution. God is, God is uninvolved in your solution right now. Let's be real. And if you, 
if we're looking towards God to solve it through pharmakia, I guarantee you, it ain't going to happen. So, Father God, we're just going to pray into this moment with the country NTP and the and the health health of her mom and the blood pressure. Father, I don't know the root cause, and I and you do. So, Father, as we pray here, we're praying into the cause and effect of this. And like all things, this is a situation where the dependency and the addiction that we have on the medical institutions always outweigh the faith in which we have or should have with you. So, Father, we're just going to pray into this and pray into a shift in paradigm that the focus becomes that of faith and healing rather than science and pharmacia because that's the first principal issue of whom we serve. And as we pray in healing into the country NTP's mom, we pray for a miracle and divine intervention here to literally switch her health and whatever the situation to cleanse her body from head to toe and toe to head and to pour that out and to relieve that body stresses. Now, the country NTP, you're hammering at this as a, a drug to fix a problem, which isn't fixing it. All it is is reducing it. You haven't got to the root cause. Already, Holy Spirit's saying it, there is something to do with parasites, which I would not at all be surprised at, and that they're not looking at this the right way at all. So again, open our hearts up to what Holy Spirit has to say. Open our hearts up to what Holy Spirit says to look at and start pursuing those things rather than just trying to take what the doctors provide, which is a, a form of their worship, and then we become the worshipers of their false religion. And that includes the obsession over lab reports. I mean, already it's just in this whole discussion, there is an in- issue of a doctor not being able to, he missed the point that it was possibly tied to kidneys. I don't know if it's tied to kidneys. It could be kidney stones. I don't know. But here, and that's just that's just a, nudge from Holy Spirit. I have no idea. I have no idea what, what, what's going on here. I'm not a medical doctor. What I do know is we can pray this out. And when we pray this out and we pray into this and we're praying this with the power of the living God and the miracle of God, for God, we pray into this healing. And we surround the country NTP's mother fully with a hedge of protection that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And we well her up with the power of the Holy Spirit from head to toe and toe to head. And we breathe life into this heart, life into this heart. And we cast out the demonic and the snakes and the scorpions that are literally trying to affect the negative health. And we'd proclaim authority over this body in the name of kingdom, in the name of you, Father. For this, you, for the enemy needs to know as of now that the country NTP's mom is the authority and property of the Most High. You have no authority here. So we break the bonds and chains and cast it out. And again, we breathe life into this and lift this body up with hands around her and hands touching her all the way through to feel the vibrance and love of the Holy Spirit flow through her. And as that vibrance and love rolls through and lifts up, we can just see the transformation in the body occurring, that the, the body begins to function. The systems begin to be reset as it moves through. And now is the big one. So country NTP mom, breathe in Holy Spirit and breathe out the you that you're, that you're no longer part of. Breathe in Holy Spirit and breathe out the you that you're no longer part of. And let that exhale take with you all of the pollutants and all of the mess aligned issues of the demonic and blow it into the air as you breathe in the deep breath of Father and the Holy Spirit into your body. And in this process, put your eyes firmly on Jesus. And Jesus is placed with us, ask you to place your hands with them and make a moment for them all, Jesus, that that you are present and you become a story of witness to where it is discussed, the miracle healing with you there. So, 
in all that is given, the authority is given to us by Jesus, we declare healing over the country, MTP's mom. Unfortunately, the dependency on the medical system is a religion in itself. I'm never saying that not to use the medical system. I am always saying, where's your priority? Where is it? Where does it have to be? Because if we don't put our priorities where they need to be, we will always be subject to the outcomes which they work on in either way, whether you are talking, trying to say it's there, whatever you're trying to do in the medical system, it's all dealing with pharmacia and spellcasting. That's what they do, and they do it well. My father passed away three weeks ago at the age of 90 in Minnesota. He was atheist despite being around believers most of his adult life. His siblings and wife, my mother, passed. My unbelieving sister, residing in Rhode Island, planned a three-hour gathering at the local funeral home in Excelsior, Minnesota. I live in Arkansas. We don't expect a lot of visitors as most of the contemporaries have passed away. I am praying about attending. For the sake of his kingdom, I will attend if only to please if only to please my sister. I will not attend. Please pray for the guidance and feel free to add your godly opinions, cold feet. I've already got the answer. Go. This is your father. And, I, and you're not walking in under the authority of your sister, and you're not walking in under fear of the atheist. You're walking under the authority of kingdom. Go. Your presence there is essential because you're going there to, to give prayer to your father and a vigil as, a, as who you are. And in doing so, you're going to bring that love of Christ with you. You have no idea the ministry that could happen without when you go there. And you have to be open to that ministry immediately. God's placing you there for a particular reason. Whatever the fate of your father is, we can pray that there will be some sort of forgiveness in heaven. I don't know how that works. But the fact of the matter is that the greater things that you have before you are your sister and others. And the presence of the Holy Spirit within you makes your job and mission critical. We do not shy away from a fight or conflict with the enemy. And it is not the, them that are atheists. It's the influence of the enemy upon us. So, Father God, we just ask that you bless cold feet with the, with the empowering sense of walking in the authority of kingdom, to be able to step into this funeral and this a, a memory of his father, a memory of their father, to be able to step in and say, Father, I'm here, to pray for their father and to pray for a, a, a blessing of some fashion and Father, I don't even know if this is possible to, and it, it, because through it's only through Jesus that is the way and now he's passed away and has turned his back on that. So I have no idea that destiny that we pray for his soul. But I do know that what who lives on this earth needs to be, needs to be turned and brought back to Jesus. And the only way forward for that is the presence of cool feet. So may cool feet be blessed with us stepping into this time and this anointing to be able to bring the power of the Holy Spirit into this world and into this gathering. And whether or not there is a transformation before cool feet or not, it's the fact that it's the Holy Spirit seeding and changing the hearts of those that have refused to put their eyes on Christ. Let this be a moment of transformation and may the witness be happen to cool feet of miracle transformation before them. The acceptance of Jesus. May this event be one that is truly transformed, that is not an event of mourning a father that has passed, but rather the embracing of life through the acceptance of Christ in all their hearts. And may cool feet be that one that brings them to that point through the words that you will give, the anointing that you will give to speak truth into power, speak truth into the hearts and speak life into the many so that they truly hear that moment and power 
of all that the Holy Spirit is. And let it touch them and let Jesus be present with them. And in the moment, let this, this body of people who have spent so much time trying to deny, let them be witness to the miracles. And Father, I'll spin this one in. There needs to be in this presence of miracles. Whatever miracles you are there that you are, you are capable of doing, this would be a big one to have a big miracle of healing of some fashion to be able to restore that family and have them witness the power of the living God. And we bless these things and pray these things over cool feet. Amen. So there is a um, comment I want to go back to very quickly, and it's one I didn't address, and I'm surprised I didn't. It's the country NTP. This just keeps coming back into me. This is Holy Spirit. Country NTP, you're fighting that thing with your mother like it's a medical problem. Not once did you even consider that this is a demonic attack. Not once. And, and that's, I think, where I, I look at this and I'm shaking my head at the pollution of the mind of medicine. Medicine is not medicine. Medicine is simply that what they're doing is pharmakia. And they, with, the, with the drugs that they give, they conjure spirits. They open portals with those. And the question is, are we going to go in and fight for another at the spiritual place? So, Father God, we're going back in and we're, we're praying into the, the mother of the country NTP and we're looking and praying for the, the severing of ties of demonic influence. And as we breathe life into the mother, we literally cut and break any of the chains and bonds that are there to cast off the demons. In Christ Jesus' name. The country NTP, the thing is, I don't, you didn't say it and we're assuming, but if your mother hasn't accepted Christ, this is a good time. And walking with Jesus, like I've been saying over and over, it's not, I'm going to walk with Jesus when I need it. It's 100% of the time. It's not an accusation, but it's a straight-up statement about faith and healing. Because we, and this thing is, we have to start making these turns and breaking away from the dependency on the religions of science and putting our faith in, in our God, the one God, the true God, and all the authorities that were given to us. Okay, good news. I'm moving out of ICU to a regular room. This whole thing started with a kidney stone. This is V, by the way. V just sent us a note last week. It said, v, v said, I'm in the hospital. Pray for me. That's all we knew. So there's more to this prayer. If she doesn't mention it, I'm going to. Oh, it looks like she does. I see it. This whole thing started with a kidney stone. Next thing, I got very sick, but God is good. Still in hospital, but going home soon. Praising how awesome God is. My husband passed while I was in the hospital. He was 74. V lost her husband while she was in the hospital with the kidney stone. We just found this out the other night in chat. I have good family support. Hubs supported me each night when I said I'm going to, to Bards. He knew I would be praying and singing each night. He would come by and listen in and is now with God. Nehemiah 8.10, do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Well, Father, we lift prayers for B, and we lift prayers for her heart to begin with, to heal that heart of a loss of someone very special, her husband who passed away while she was away in the hospital. And so, Father, we pray life and healing into her heart and lift her up. And let the praise and worship that she lives by be that healing salve that continues to keep the memory of her living husband alive in her heart as she moves forward 
in this difficult time. Father, we pray as well, miracle healing over V. Whatever the reason, if this was an attack by the devil to separate her from a critical moment of her husband, we now pray life into V. Lift her up and overcome this attack. And so, Father, we pray a hedge of protection around V, and we pray life into her, lifting her up, and we break any of the chains or bonds that might be connected with the demonic. For this is a child of the Most High, and the authorities of the demonic no longer abide here. And we breathe life into her, and we lift her up in life and prayer. And we say, you shall be healed. And so whatever the issues are with her kidneys and kidney stones, those stones are being broken up and shattered and being passed. And now she is healed, healed in the declaration we've, our declar- authorities we've been given by Jesus. And with this is the total healing of the heart and the body, the soul, the spirit, the mind. Lift her up, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to request a prayer of healing for a friend who is more like family. The prayer is for Pete McDaniel. He has a mass causing a blockage in his gallbladder that is not currently operable due to other health complications. He is a great man from a great family, and I would be so grateful if Scott would lift him up in prayer with the Bards family. Thanks in advance. Joe Latoria, Carol Stream, Illinois. Joe Latoria Carroll from Stream, Illinois. Sorry. Of course, I'd be glad to lift this man up in prayer. We will, not me. Father, we just pray into the health of Pete McDaniel. And we breathe life into meet Keith McDaniel. And as we step into this place around him, we circle him with our prayers and we lift him up and we place a hedge of protection around him in the mightiness of the Holy Spirit. And we flow the Holy Spirit into him. And in so doing, Father, we identify this blockage. And this blockage now is being released in his gallbladder. And we pray life into that space and, rest- and restoration into this body. Father, we, as we pray life in, we pray life for the power of the Holy Spirit to flow through. Pete McDaniel, from head to toe and toe to head. And this is a, a miracle transformation of this body as all of that legacy things are healed, as the inner healing is done, as the demonic is severed, and the light of Jesus glows within that heart. And Jesus, we just ask for your presence here to place your hand upon his head as we place our hands around him to heal this man in the most profound way, that not only was he healed, but he feels that healing deep within as he looks deep within your eyes to be set and to be set free. We pray with this healing to be immediate. We pray that this be to be miraculous. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer, please, for my friend, Mary Ann. Huge rebound from pneumonia and trachostomy, which is tracheostomy. Okay, tracheostomy but struggling much with anxiety. Hospital docs, anxiety is demonic, by the way. That's right, it's origin. The minute you read that, you know it's demonic. So hospital docs have prescribed her new, more powerful meds. There you go. The meds are gonna accentuate the anxiety. We now know the murderous uh, palliative care protocols. She's finally sleeping. No, 
Marianne's daughter, Casey, is wary and pressing for her to let her go. Casey said yesterday, I just want to take talk with my mother, not, not, not at her. I pray for that, for Marianne to talk to her beautiful grandsons at her home. Also a, um, also a prayer. I don't know why I haven't asked. Maybe because I'm old, an old man who's not conquered squirrel chasing. Please add it to, add that to happen as well. I don't know what our prayer is about. Marianne was scheduled to be moved to a regular room today. Ventilator removed. Praise the Lord. Thank you all for for your prayers. Switch rod. Okay. Um, this is a, this is a demonic issue here. When you get into the anxiety, that's God is not the one of chaos. The Father of Lies does chaos, and so is chaos. And anxiety is part of chaos. And meds accentuate all of that. They're so designed to do just that. So, Father God, pray into this moment. Pray in powerfully into Marianne. And we pray the healing across this body in full, from head to toe and toe to head, that the power of the Holy Spirit will flow through her. And as we place a hedge of protection around Marianne, built and founded on the blood of Jesus, which will run infinitely high and infinitely low, we sever any of the ties that are tied with the, with the demonic and any contracts made, intentional or unintentional. And so, Father, as we breathe life into Marianne, we breathe also the power and the glory of Jesus. I don't know where this woman is in relation to her to the Lord, and I don't know where she is in the relationship to the walk and acceptance of Jesus, but we pray life into this, Father. And we pray life and raise her up in the mightiness of the Holy Spirit. And as we pray life into her, we separate now her from that power and control of the demonic. Let her breathe in peace in her heart. And Marianne, may you have the peace. And may we have to stop, Father, the, we have to arrest this issue of drugs. And so we want to overcome these meds and ask that the meds that she's taking just become null and voided. And that what goes into her body instead is something more powerful. It's the power of light and love. And give her back the restorative capacities of her cognitive self that the meds are working so hard to suppress. And so we cleanse her body with this power of the, with the Holy Spirit. Cleanse her and wash her completely from head to toe and toe to head. And those meds be neutralized and cast aside. And that there is a decision made and an opening made to allow her to be removed from the hospital and separated from these meds. And may the anxiety be broken as it is done. The anxiety is demonic. And so we rebuke that, sever it, break it, throw it and cast it to the feet of Jesus. This is a demonic attack to leave her unsettled, to open the door for drugs, which will open the door for more demonic activity. And we seal those doors. We stand in the gap and we rebuke that devil and we rebuke that evil and say no more, for this is a child of the Most High. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Switchrod, I don't, you're going to have to look into this because I don't know this person. I just keep getting something in this Holy Spirit that there's that there is an authority given for the demons to be there. And if that's the case, that doorway is going to be right towards her love in Jesus. I don't know where she is, um, but she has got to accept Jesus. And as for you, Switch Rod, we just pray for continued healing over you, blessing and focus of your mind, and to be able to continue your your pursuit of Christ as you do, lifting the lifting Christ up and healing you in each and every step. Amen.
Just an update on my best friend, Patty. She passed away Wednesday and never recovered from the induced coma. My heart is shattered. Patty just buried her husband on September from Alzheimer's. He's passing away expected. His passing away was accepted, expected, but Patty's was sudden. Their adult children are devastated. My daughter is certain Jesus had the wheel when she was T-boned by someone who ran the red light at her Highlander, rolled three times, landing on the driver's side. All she sustained was bruising where the seatbelt had her in place. I appreciate all your prayers. The move to Arizona has brought tremendous joy to, to be near my daughter and her family. I'm grateful. I miss being in touch with the podcast as you all mean so much to me, but the stress has been overwhelmed, has overwhelmed me at times as my husband is still establishing the market here and the financial pressure can be crushing. My husband reminds me that God is our source. God directed us out here and he will provide. I usually can absorb and take a lot. However, the loss of my good friend, my daughter's accident, my husband's drop in income, albeit temporary, have been too much to handle. I now have acute bronchitis and know by his stripes I am healed. Each year I suffer from bronchitis and sometimes it involves into pneumonia. I appreciate your prayers towards total restoration and complete healing. I am grateful for your prayers. I love and appreciate you all. The sooner I am better, the sooner I can serve others. Mary Beth Knight. She's our baker. There's a lot in this prayer. Let's sit with it just a second because Mary Beth a lot of this here that you're dealing with, I think we need to relens. You said that your best friend Patty lost her husband in September's Alzheimer's and that her death was sudden. Death is never easy, and I don't want to minimize it in any way. But I do want to make a point here. And it's something that we have to pray into. Especially when we're dealing with with couples. This is very common, actually, that when one dies, the other goes with them soon after. And a lot of that, I believe, has to do with the fact that in marriage, there is a true union is two to the one. Two to the one. And that two to the one is powerful. And when you lose part of it, it's very frequent that the other one passes on soon on. Now, it didn't happen to my mom's mom's side, so it's my grandmother on my mom's side. She lived for years after my grandfather's death, as did my, same with my dad's mom. And it doesn't have anything to do with their relationship because they were very tight and very close. But it depends sometimes. So I say this, and it what I read into this from this prayer request is, and we're going to pray in healing here in a minute, but there's a dependency that has happened within the, the, the love and the flesh. And it's it's not a rebuke, but it is something we all have to work at in loving deeper within the spirit to understand that life is temporary and to take in the fullness of what it is each and every day. This issue with your daughter is, is a shake, and it's one that is one to celebrate the fact that she was not severely damaged after she was hit. And that is something just to celebrate. There's a, there's an empowerment there, not something to be afraid of. And then the stress of the job, your husband needs you not to be filled with anxiety and fear and concern. 
your father, their husband needs you as, as his, his wife to stand with him as one, to raise up the glory of what God's doing there. You, there, is a, there are a number of things that are happening here that's positioning you. And ultimately, it's as I was in prayer this morning myself, looking at a lot of the things in my life, God is our true family. It's through the Father, through Jesus to him. This is our true family. And it's there that we have to truly be in a place that we absolutely, undeniably hold that place with him and above all things. And so we're dealing with the body of Christ versus the individual lives and relationships of the flesh. These are not easy concepts. I don't say that they are. It's a lifetime pursuit of prayer and understanding and shift. But we have to pray into our Father more to release that of, of the of those things that weigh upon us. And anxiety and, and all these other things, these fears, these concerns, all of these are ultimately demonic, which wears our body down. We have authority over snakes and scorpions. Those are cults of the Egyptian era that dealt with, with the effects internal and external to the body. So, Father God, we pray into Mary Beth Knight. And we pray a hedge of protection around her. And we pray a powerful breath of life within her to raise her up. And we sever the ties of the demonic that are now lurking and in, 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 on the edges of her heart. And we cut those and bind those and cast them out at the feet of Jesus. For this is a daughter of the Most High. And we lift her up. And we lift her up in the glory of kingdom. And we pray life into her. And we declare her healed from head to toe and toe to head. That the bronchitis she has is no more. But this bronchitis is rooted deep. It's a bronchitis that's giving root to the to that of, of the of the true snakes and scorpions. And so we sever those ties. And with that, as we breathe life, we lift off the cloud that is settled around her of the pain of loss, the concerns for what could have happened with her daughter, and the anxieties around her husband's law reduction in income. This is a time, Mary Beth, that you need to step in the gap and step up and breathe in Holy Spirit to be the mighty warrior that you are at your husband's side, the two to the one, the one that you are together. And the fact that you are together, they're working together. He needs your support more than ever now, as does God. Because in this gap and in this moment you're in, there's a transformation happening. You've been given a gift of baking. Your husband is, is doing his job to raise things up. Now pray together, pray back to back outward, fighting the enemy, not not with one having to carry the other. You have to be equally yoked. And so, Father, we pray blessing over this couple. We pray blessing and anointing over this family. We pray blessing and anointing over Mary Beth and her husband. The equally, the power of being equally yoked to raise them up in the mightiness of the Holy Spirit as a couple of two to one to fight off this demonic attack and step into the glories of heaven that sit before them. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer request for my dear friend, Beth. Beth is having mass, a mass removed from her colon Thursday. The mass has been biopsied by the results, but the results are not in yet. I'm asking our Lord to wash over Beth and complete cleansing and healing from head to toe and toe to head in Jesus' name. Amen. Update. Surgery is moved until Friday the 8th. Update. Beth Update. Surgery went very well. They removed the entire mass and were able to reattach, reattach the colon. Her recovery is expected to be four to six days. She thanks everyone for, for prayers and continued prayers for a speedy recovery. Thank you, Jesus, J.C. Bird. So, Father God, we just want to pray healing over Beth. 
in total healing over the entire body and rapid and speedy recovery. We're grateful that and humbled by the surgery that has gone well. And so now we just pray for a miracle restoration of this body in a rapid recovery without pain and to restore this body to the fullness and greatness as intended. We pray with hands above her, hands around her. We pray into the heart of her. We pray life. We pray restoration and love and the power of Jesus within her life. We place a hedge of protection around her to ensure that all that is in and all that is around is that of the glory of heaven. And so, Father, we also ask for healing angels to be with her to heal that wound that is now within, to restore that and to restore her fully to the capacities intended by kingdom. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Asking for prayers for my great niece, Corey. She was born just a few days ago. The doctors are saying she has RSV. I don't know what RSV is. She is on an it is an oxygen, and she, they've subjected her to spinal taps, praying for Father's intervention over the doctors, praying for healing hand of God to be upon Kim Lumba. So I'm going to check to see if anybody in chat knows what RSV is. I don't know what RSV is. Okay. So RSV, let me just do a quick internet check here to see if we might by chance discover what RSV is. Hang on a second. Okay, this is respiratory syncytial uh, virus. It's RSV, also called human respiratory syncytial uh, virus, and human uh, orthopinova virus is a common contagious virus that causes infections of respiratory tract. It is negative. It has. It is a negative sense. Single-strand RNA virus. Huh. There's that word, RNA. Um, it usually causes mild cold-like symptoms, suggestive cog cog uh, conge congestion, runny nose, and cough. However, RSV can cause serious lung infections, especially in infants. There it is. Okay. Now we know what we're... Well... It's a cold virus. Okay, so Father God, we're just praying into Corey, this, this young girl who was born just a few days ago and is born with RSV. So Father, she's entered this world with already an attachment of the demonic upon her. So Father, we we just place this child and Jesus was asking that you'll be with us to pick up this child and hold this child in your hands as we pray upon this child. And we pray a powerful prayer of protection and hedge around this child that runs infinitely up and infinitely down. And Father, we breathe life into this child's heart and an overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit to flow over this child and to cleanse this child of any viruses, anything there that is causing respiratory problems or others. So Father, as we pray into this, we just want to see this child enlighten, to lighten up and to be powerful within the space it is in the hospital. This suddenly, this miracle of transformation shocks the doctors and leaves them stunned about how this healing can occur. We pray against any of the attempts to be inter intervene on this child's behalf with a, with a sense of medicine and rather to pray into her with life and give her life and to lift her up. Father, if there has been, if this is a cause of vaccines, I have no idea. But if this is the cause of vaccines, we rebuke it and sever it and cast it out. And as we lift it up 
and raise it up and we breathe it into the, impress it into the heavens. This child now is a, is a child of the Most High. Glorified and beautiful in all it is. And we breathe a life into that and long-lasting life with a quick and immediate recovery of his sickness. And we pray these things and declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Update on my client, Jay. She finished her last treatment of chemo last Wednesday. The doctor said that the cancer is disappearing. However, her legs are swollen and she has splits in the skin and is oozing. Very painful for her and they have her on morphine. Her husband, Dean, wants to call in hospice because he doesn't want her to see her like this. She doesn't need end-of-life treatment. Dean needs prayer as well. I can see that he's struggling, watching his wife in pain, and, and I'm worried about his decision of making, he's making for her. God has given me the opportunity to pray with her, and she has peace when I do. Please pray that I can spend some time with her alone on Saturday. I'm going to see if, if he wants to get out and play, play golf uh, the way I will have the opportunity to tell her about Internal, eternal life through Jesus. And of course, pray for complete healing as well. I woke with the urgency this morning. The Holy Spirit is showing me it's, it's time to move. Thank you all for prayers. Kathy. Okay. She just finished her last treatment, chemotherapy. The doctor said that the cancer is disappearing. I hate chemotherapy. I hate any of these hospital treatments. I, I'm just, I'm just going to make a general statement here. And then we're gonna, it's all tied to this, but it's just really on me right now. I don't understand why people keep doing this process of, can, of cancer treatment through chemo. There's 2% of the differences between those that do it and don't do it, literally. If you look at the real numbers, when you do chemo, only 2% of the people that do chemo end up with a result better than if they didn't do it. So I'm not understanding the compulsion other than to say this is all about this pharmacia, this witchcraftery that keep people blind in, in the religion of, of medicine. Cancers are treatable on so many levels and spiritual is the first. It's a parasitic issue within the body. And we turn to having the body completely destroyed with this nastiness of chemotherapy. And then we end up with this, the consequences like this, which just... It just hurts. Father God, we are praying true power of healing into Jay. And Jay is, had, is a consequence of the pharmacia and destructive nature of our modern medicine. So, Father, as we breathe life into Jay, we breathe the cleansing flow of the Holy Spirit from head to toe and toe to head to cleanse out any of these impurities of, of chemo and to dump them into the world to shed them, to spread them, to leave them. And so, Father, we, we cleanse this body and in the process equally restore this body with a healing salve of the blood of Christ to flow over them and to heal those wounds and seal those wounds so there's no longer any pain. And we restrict the pain truly with our prayers to let those pains flow to the feet of Jesus so it can be cast off into the lake of fire. Pain is not of you, Father. Pain is of the devil. Pain is of a fallen world, and it's of the hands of these doctors that use, in, use these methods for nothing more than profit and a system that they know very well does not work. 
It's broken. It's broken to the very core. And it's all ultimately in principle of trying to destroy the human rather than raise them up. So, Father, we raise up, Jay, in the mightiness of, of, of all that you are in kingdom. And the husband, that we are speaking life into the husband. And in speaking life, let the husband lift up and be powerful. And let Dean hear the word of, of God. Let Dean hear and the, the gospel within his heart. Let Dean feel the gospel. And now, rather than being overcome, which he is, by the darkness which is settling in to try to give up on his wife, he, Dean needs to feel the power of life and prayer and to speak life into his wife. Dean needs to speak life into his wife. And that's part of the two to the one. And breathe life into him and raising him up in the glory of heaven. Heal him and, and lift him up as much as he lifts his wife. The two are together in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, continuing here. I just lost my place. Bear with me. <laughs> that wasn't good. I did the wrong click. I hate when I do that. It's like, oh, that was good. Like, oops, took myself off the page. All right, give me just a second. Here we go. I found it. Please pray for Mountaintop, one of our laying hens. Okay. She was not well last last evening. We think it may be a parasite. She needs to eat and drink for for us to physically combat it. Thanks, Christine Taylor. Update. My daughter found Mountaintop, a layer chicken, dead this morning. Please pray for her as she grieves her past pet. Thank you, Christine. Okay. Pray a prayer of just healing over the heart of... the daughter um, of Christine who found their laying hen dead and just pray that this is just an understanding that this is part of the process of life and that these attachments, when we put such attachments on animals, let us equally have those attachments on Jesus. The, the beasts of the world are given to us to steward and also for us to prosper. And the caring and stewardship for each of these animals is critical. And we, our love for them is true. But equally, we have to keep it focused on our principle here. And so as we feel the loss of an animal, we also have to remember that if we feel that loss for an animal, and this is truly just a word here for this, we better be feeling the loss of what it is for every human that was aborted. God gives us these moments to understand the pain of loss that he feels every day when we are being the retarded people we are in this world by aborting his newborns by casting children out and abusing them, by turning our back on the widows and the, and the infants and, and the orphans. So we pray that this is a moment for Christine's daughter to truly feel the glory and power of what God feels each day that there's a loss in his kingdom. And what that should do is give us all a resolve to be better stewards and us to be better people. And this is a good lesson for a good moment in time to raise up in a world that is so horrific where children are literally being mutilated and told that they can be a different gender. Let the loss of one spread into our heart to appreciate the loss of many. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Scott. Thank you and Scott 
for your generosity. I emailed you a couple of weeks ago about the challenge. We prayed this last week, but we're going to pray it again. The challenge my wife was dealing with concerning her job. Mendez family prayer request. The situation is still not resolved. Her company is looking at cutting staff, including layoffs and significant payroll reductions to include possibly closing the branch. The challenge impacts several people. Obviously, it's never a good time to face challenges like this, but the uncertainty has taken its toll on her physically and emotionally and most, mostly spiritually. We are a strong Christian family and just need the God, need for God's help to, for all to be involved. We have been praying and reading scripture uh, daily, looking for guidance, clarity, and protection over the family finances. The financial impact would seriously affect our home as we have children in our in high school and college. Any prayers would be greatly appreciated. Tony, aka Text Tech eighty eight. Tony, there is something here that I'm praying into for you. We're just going to pray into for you that there's a clarity in this moment in time for you and your wife, and it comes from what came out of last week's prayer when we did this, that there is a, you said that God led you to here to this place for your wife. And what I didn't hear in any of this is what is the ministry? If God's led you somewhere, it isn't just to lead you to a better job. There's a leading there for the purpose of kingdom. So what is the ministry that you're speaking of? What is the ministry that God's leading you to do? And therein is the answer to what's going on with your wife, your finances, the whole thing. That's the shift. So, Father God, we just pray for clarity for Tech, Text Tech 88 to breathe in heavily and to be able to feel the power of the Holy Spirit and to for all of that family to hear the purpose of ministry in their lives. If, as they say, they have read this and they have been so led. And so, Father, we just pray in there that the leading that they will have will lead them to the understanding of the ministry which you want, want them to provide. So we breathe in the power of clarity. We breathe in the power of anointing in this path. And we hope, Father, that in this moment, and we pray in this moment, that those hearts will receive that and be able to see clearly in the challenges that they face before them. We pray blessing and resources over them in this path that they need to keep this family stable and strong. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. This is a personal prayer request. My mom, who I thankfully talked out of getting the COVID vax, has been sick for the past few weeks. Unfortunately, in the early, in the early in the fall, she got the flu shot and the pneumonia shot, which means she got the COVID shot, so we're clear. Now she's on antibiotics and has an inhaler. Yep, she, has, she was rushed to the hospital this morning by ambulance and had a bunch of tests done. She was having tingling in her left arm, felt dizzy and nauseous, and just not well. That's likely the mRNA that's in all these shots now. She tested negative for COVID, the flu, pneumonia, and so forth. She sent her home with more antibiotics and a nebulizer and no diagnosis. I'm not sure that what they're spraying here or putting into our air, but it's ugly. And now in her case, those shots didn't help any. Please pray this that Father heals her body and removes all the poisons and that she'll listen to the advice that I give. Please open her eyes to the truth so I don't think she's fully on board with all we know to be true. Thanks, Punky Puster. Mm. There's no doubt that 
Chicago's one of those states that they're just spraying like crazy right now. I don't know what all that's about. And um, yeah, I'm just looking at this. This is really, this is the darkness of the medical. I, I want to just point out something here and just, I want you to listen, think, close your eyes for a minute and just listen to this outcome of what a solution for health is. So when we pray, we are praying for total healing of a body. And I want you to visualize a body that is broken. And I want you to pray, breathe in a brokenness. And I want you to see in your mind and in your heart, a body that with broken bones and lesions and sickness, I want you to imagine this body being right before our very eyes, transformed into the perfection and glow of the Holy Spirit that just shines out of their eyes with a smile and all parts working. That's God's vision. Now I want you to shift over and listen to this. After going to the hospital, they sent her home with antibiotics, a nebulizer, and no diagnosis. In other words, here's a person now that you're walking, you're seeing walking in this cloud of heaviness. You can almost see demonic demons clinging onto them, lurching things away with pills in one hand and a nebulizer in another. And they're now bedridden, taking more of the same, using a nebulizer and slowly dying. There's your two, your two narratives. It is the spirit of life versus the spirit of death. And the hospitals represent spirit of death. So Father, we breathe in life into Punky Puster's mother. We breathe life powerfully into the heart and lift her up in a glorious way. And Father, we now breathe truth into her, into her heart. Truth that she can have the scales fall from her eyes and truly see what is real. And see what is full. And see what is true. Father, we just pray life and the power of the Holy Spirit to flow through this body and to cleanse this body of the impurities of now put within it. And these are things that are parasitic and, and working and sapping down the blood and, the, and everything about it, all intended to keep somebody in a perpetual cycle of medicine and hospitalization. So, Father, we're breaking that story and we're separating that story and we're lifting this person up in the mightiness and glory of heaven. And we're breathing life in the punky Puser's mother that they can now feel the breath of Jesus himself to overwhelm and overcome all the elements within the body to let the impurities flow out and let the parasites die, and let the blood flow, and let the air breathe, and let the eyes be clear and the ears be here, ears to hear, and a full rejuvenation of the body from toe to head and head to toe. And we declare this life in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A friend of mine sent me her, her GoFundMe. I've known for her for years, and although I moved We've stayed in touch. I had a litter of puppies and one and and one wasn't nursing and failing. She came to my front door in the middle of Colorado Mountain snowstorm. She took she looked like an angel. In fact, she's been on the in my phone all these years as my angel lady, Jen. She took the puppy and stayed up for a week trying to save it. She sent me a GoFundMe and asked if I'd share. Her baby's father is a lawyer. And took the baby. She's got her. T he's got her tangled up in legal warfare, fighting for custody. 
I'm asking for prayers for Jen and her baby and sharing her GoFundMe link. My heart is so sad right now. Southpaw, USA. The GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com. Keep baby and mommy together. This is the sickness of our system. I'll tell you right now. You know, we do these prayers every week, and we do healings, and we do things like this every week. And, and I am really honest here in my heart. There's a frustration that settles over not people, but humanity. I get frustrated of people saying that, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I'm going to put all my faith in the hospital because that's not believing in Jesus. I get frustrated over the stupidity of parents fighting over children and using them as tools in a game of power. And it, it, it angers me. Divorces, I've had two of them in my life. They're ugly. But even then, we found amicable ways to move through and not be hateful for the eternity. I understand this desire to have children, but proper stewardship of children is that they have two parents. So if one's trying to take it from the other, that means that there's a greedy self of destruction that wants to hurt the other one and use it for a vengeful act. And I rebuke those things. But humanity is lost, and it's lost its principal way and purpose of why we exist. And it's sad. It truly is. And it's something that in the greater prayers that we do, we're going to have to start bringing into the victory of the cross to come into people's hearts. Because the victory that we're not having now is the victory of being sensible with one another and sensible with the way God's life is and putting our faith truly in Christ. So just to be clear, I'm not against hospitals for certain things they did. I just went through a surgery that was very successful, and it was a surgery based on life. I'm not against surgical procedures, but I am frustrated in the sense of hospitals that people worship that as a solution and can't see the greater power of healing. Your surgery should be an extension, an outcome, or direction followed by massive prayer and focus of where God wants us to be. And when we get to things like divorce, reasonableness in parenting, my goodness, children are not a t tool to be used. I don't know the whole details behind this case. And so it makes it difficult when we get one person's perspective on a divorce case. And so I'm not going to pray into one side or the other. I want to pray in for healing for both. And that's really what we're talking about because it's not one parent or the other here. And that has to be said. It's not one or the other. The divorce shouldn't be happening. This child needs two parents. That's the bottom line. And I don't know what provoked this. We have no origin or cause. Father God, just give us clarity in this moment. This is one of these righteous fires that burns in my heart when we start using children in ponds of war and ponds of personal dispute that becomes emotional wars of divorce. The principal sin here, the whole principal sin of this request is two parents had a child and are now getting divorced. A covenant that had been made in heaven would never be recognized as a marriage that can be broken in heaven. So obviously, if it is being broken, at one point or another, this covenant was likely made in the flesh. So Father, we're going to pray for restoration of hearts in this marriage. 
Because at the core of this, there is something deeply wrong to think that one is better than the other. A child needs two. This whole principle of a child, two to the one, is a child that has two parents that work as one body. So the frustration is real. When we read about a one-sided perspective of one person trying to raise money to get their child back, I don't agree with either. There should not even be a child in this equation. So Father, we pray into the hearts of both. And for whatever the lawyer is, whatever he's doing, the dad, whatever the mother's doing, whatever she is doing, pray in those hearts that there's a heart of Jesus that comes to them and starts to look at each other as the responsible people they are, having brought a child into this world that requires nurturing from both. And stop the, the ridiculousness of trying to hurt one or the other over using the child, which is exactly what's happening. It's Holy Spirit. You're using the child as a weapon to try to hurt somebody because you yourself are broken. So, Father, we breathe life into both of these people. We breathe Jesus into their life. And, Jesus, we pray that the, your presence will be so profound and so humbling that it will literally sweetly break each one of them, bringing them to their knees to weep and to beg for forgiveness for what each of their parts are in this relationship. I'm, and if this offends, I'm sorry. But this is truly the power here of heaven to heal and restore, not to, and to be humbled before the Lord. And, it, and, and at the mercy of this moment is the child. It's being used like a pawn, like a piece of, like a volleyball being bounced back and forth to hurt one another. The two to the one. And so we pray for the healing of the hearts, not that they have to be together, but the healing of the hearts so that the child, which has now become property and a property dispute, which ironically is ultimately what marriages have been formated for in this modern day which is property exchange and property ownership. The child is not your property. The child is the property of heaven. Now treat it like that. Be humble before the Lord, both of you. And Jesus, may your hand be mighty in this hour, in this moment, placing your hand upon that of the father and the mother so that their eyes can see each other truly into their deep depths of their hearts to understand what responsibility was given to them to nurture a child in this world. Now act like adults. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I've got a prayer request. A coworker's wife's best friend, Cami, had breast cancer a while back. She did the. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, I just I'm I'm just shaking my head. I'm sorry. She did the chemo and double mastectomy deal, and was declared healed. Wow. I'm just I... commentary speaking life into this as I do speak life and healing and I feel so heavy in my heart for this person that just went through this Cami I feel for you but I just have a question if you had cancer in your arms and they told you you were going to have both of your arms amputated as a solution would you do it and yet we accept the amputation of the breasts of a woman which are those nurturing of the of the food of life for a child as okay I, I just, I'm trying to follow this one. Wow. Okay, that just struck me. That's, all right. Continuing. She did the, okay, so she's had a double mastectomy deal and was declared healed. We, well, just a little while ago, she learned that the cancer is back, is throughout her body, and the doctors are going to, doing the standard, you only have X time to live. 
I don't know her or her salvation status, but believe, her pr- believe prayer always helps. God bless. Sorry I don't have too many details. That's enough. Cooter 47N, thank you. That's enough for us to go on. So we're going to pray for Cammy. Cammy, we're praying life into you and praying life into you deeply and to have you understand that, unfortunately, you're fighting a situation that was never to be designed or cured by chemo and, 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 and uh, surgery. Chemo actually causes more problems than it solves, and one of the things it does is it actually gives the basis because the body's weakened for the parasites to grow. You're dealing with a parasitic infection. That's me acting like a doctor, which I'm not, but that's what the Holy Spirit's saying or at least I'm saying, and the Holy Spirit, I think, is backing it up, so let's leave it there. So, Cammy, first thing is to study Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols for antiparasitics to understand what she's saying, to give that a shot in your body to step away from these chemo treatments. Secondly, Father, we pray deep healing into the wounds of the mastectomy and to heal that body and restore that body in the fullness that it can be. And, Father, as we pray into healing into Cammy, praying that the purge is happening within her body to expel the parasites that are there within. We raise her up in the glory of heaven and we raise, we speak life into her heart and we pray that Jesus, you'll make yourself presence to give her a realization of whom she's truly serving. Wherever you are, Cammy, in your relationship with Jesus, we're praying that you'll open your eyes to see the power of the living spirit, of the Holy Spirit, to see the power of miracle healing, to see the gifts and talents that are given to us all by our Savior who died on the cross for us. So Cammy, we breathe life into you. We lift you up. We breathe life, restoration, and healing. And we declare healing over your body in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Major life changes this week. My mother-in-law suffered a mild stroke a couple of weeks ago, has been in rehab, but she no longer can no longer live alone. We brought her to her to our home because of both neurological and physical de- uh, deficits. She must have been must have someone with her at all times. My husband still works full time, so we'll be caring for her. This gal, who is usually on the go, will need much grace for this adjustment. Not sure what he has planned, but it should be interesting. I'm praying she will come to an intimate relationship with Jesus. Okay. So Andy Girl's mother-in-law has suffered a a mild stroke a couple of weeks ago, has been in rehab, and she can no longer live alone. All right, all of those are determined by the hospital process. All of this can be restored. Candy, our photographer, and, and Jim Cates, her husband, overcame the impossible by speaking life into Candy, and she's now home recovering from a stroke that they said she would never recover from. So what God has in mind here, Andy girl, is life. To overcome what the enemy does and to bring life back into restoration. And that means that we have to speak life and breathe life. What that begins with is the power of the gospel. And where you come in, and I'm assuming you have access is to bring your mother-in-law to Jesus or to at least bring a deeper relationship to Jesus. That's the one of the first tenets, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Father, we're praying into this family and into this moment that in as we breathe life into the mother-in-law, 
who breathed total restoration to the power of the word. And let the power of the Holy Spirit flow through her and lift her up and heal her from head to toe and toe to head. But may the family speak life into her, not speak the acceptance of the spell cast and death casting that's going on in the hospitals. These doom and gloom forecasts ultimately say that we cannot recover, we cannot be this, we cannot be that. These are all intended to keep us enslaved. So, Father, we breathe life into Andy, Andy Girl's mother-in-law, and we restore her and declare healing over her body in the name of Jesus. And, Andy, again, we speak into you to speak the word of Jesus, to use your moment here as to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to enlighten her heart into the power of our, power of our Savior and King, to lift her up, to breathe life and power into the, using the word as your tool, and in so doing, lift her up and heal her and let Jesus flow through her and let the salvation of her body and soul, mind and spirit be one in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Prayer request. Chris is a widow mom of four whose dad recently passed away. The home she currently resides in must be sold as part of dad's estate to cover debts. And since the home was in his and her husband's name, she fears she could be forced out and homeless. Okay. Mm. Father, your love knows no bounds. Everything we we need already have everything we need you already have accounted for. While we don't always know the circumstances we will we will have ahead of us, we can be certain you will hold us together and provide for us in all of our needs, not some. The circumstances Chris finds herself in, I can relate to, so I bind and cast every spirit of the insecurity, fear, and doubt. Lord, how often you come through for us if only we focus on you and not on the waves crashing on the shores. Lord, how often uh, send the Holy Spirit ahead of the Lord and prepare a safe home for her and her children to thrive. Give her peace and strength and trust in your ways so they are higher than ours. Coordinate and send people in her life that they can trust and love and build friendships with. Provide for the financial provisions to take on all the things put on her plate and take all of her burdens. Father, I pray for strong spiritual growth in Chris that she would see you in those see you in those she will deal with and faith that can move mountains while she goes through this valley let her husband encourage be encouraged that you let her be encouraged that you walk alongside her in Jesus mighty name amen it's it is god who arms me and with strength and keeps my way secure psalm 18:32 warriors for christ Okay, just to recap this, Chris is a widowed mom of four whose dad recently passed away. The home she currently resides in must be sold as part of her dad's estate to cover debts. And since the home was in his and her last husband's name, she fears she could be forced out and homeless. At the center of this is fear and a shift of fear to faith. And these are difficult times because when we hit a, a cusp of time when things seem to be so uncertain, we get overwhelmed in a world of physicality and we forget the power of the victory that was given to us on the cross. 
Father, we're breathing life and healing into the heart of Chris. And that, that life and healing is rooted in an ability for her to overcome the fears, to separate and shy the, the, the fears that are from her. We wrap her in a hedge of protection and we breathe the Holy Spirit within her. As the Holy Spirit flows within her heart, her body, her mind, her spirit, her soul. And these the demonic influences that are surrounded around her, we break and, and shuttle and cast to the feet of Jesus and ask that, and to rebuke them in any form, for this is a child of the Most High. And those whispers of fear and anxiety are coming from a darkness of unknowns. Let your darkness of unknown be the walk of faith that you have in God. Step truly into the darkness of faith and say, God, I am here, I trust you, and give yourself all to him. And release yourself from the shackles of fear and anxiety. And to breathe into this life. And in a moment of this, you have to trust in God more than ever. So, Father, we just pray for a continued power of healing that overwhelms her in the greater sense of knowing whom you are, whom she shall seek, and that you're with her at all times. And Jesus, walk with her and be with her. Let this family be blessed and anointed in their path ahead, and let these challenges be simple mountains that seem impossible to climb, but then are dissolved before us to create new valleys of greatness and opportunity. May all that is needed be provided, and may Chris be released from the fears to see truly the heart of Jesus, the heart of Father, and walk therein. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Continued prayers asked for continued prayers asked for my husband John he has been dealing with a fib for several months and can't get in for an echocardiogram to determine the next the extent of damage disease in his heart until January 7th he will have another EKG this afternoon and he is still in a in a fib they will proceed with a cardio uh, a cardio version, stopping his heart and attempting to shock it back into normal rhythm next Tuesday, December 12th. He has also been dealing with unexplained reoccurring abdominal pain that may or may not be his gallbladder. My prayer is for complete healing before these procedures, not just for the healing of my husband's health, but more so for that there is no question that the healing was of God and not the doctor's. My faith is unshakable, and while my husband is a follower of Jesus, he has not quite reached the point of faith in his walk with Christ. John's EKG today showed that he's still in AFib, but it is not as bad as it was. However, since he continues to remain in AFib, they are moving forward with a cardioversion on Tuesday. I will admit that I was discouraged with this because it is so because I so wanted the healing to be obvious that it was from God. But I know that God's plan for John is something far greater than my own, and I am thankful that God is moving through my husband's recovery. Thank you all for the prayers. We serve an amazing God, C.J. Patriot. My Father is praying for the restoration of John's heart and that all that goes with that, that this body system is out of sync and that the heart is beating irregularly. So Father, it's just not it doesn't it's not missed on the fact that this heart is beating in a way out of sync with you. So Jesus was asked for a presence in his life to be so profound that there can be no denying who you are and whom he serves. And from there be able to make the choice, the legitimate choice of serving you in its most profound capacity. CJ Patriot, we also pray heavily for that 
for you to use the word to guide your husband. Speak life into him. Speak the scriptures of Jesus into him. And in these moments of uncertainty, let that be the vehicle by which Jesus reaches him. Trust in your faith that he will be saved. But the saving is a big part of this. So as we pray for a healing of John's heart, we pray for the restoration of John's heart through the love in Christ, to be reborn in him. And may this mightiness of this moment lift John up, and may the experience of healing be so profound that it leaves no doubt in his mind where that healing came from, for it was not of this world, but it was of the hands of our Lord and Savior Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Update. Nathan came home Wednesday and is keeping his leg Please continue to keep him in prayer as the ordeal is far from over. We are pushing IV antibiotics for a week at a time until it's clear. Thank you in advance, Zebon. Father, we're praying now into the Zeb- uh, for Nathan and a total and physical healing of his body and his leg. So, Father, we're praying for complete restoration of this leg, that the, whatever the infections and damage that are done, that are cleansed and purified. And with the light and power of the, of the Holy Spirit flowing through him, let that be a miraculous healing through his leg from toe to head and head to toe to restore this leg to the fullness and to restore his body to the fullness of capacity. So we raise him up and pray into him and, and, and pray life into him in Christ Jesus' name, declaring these healings in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Update on Hans Schmidt, who Dustin went to church with for years, who was shot in the head while preaching the gospel on the street before church service in Arizona. Quote, he is, specialized, he is in specialized rehab at the hospital, no longer in ICU. Long road ahead of him, eyes open, but not take, talking, but communicating with blinking. Thank you for praying for him. Pray that they will take the ventilator off soon and that he would regain his speech. Bullet is still lodged in the back of his brain, deemed inoperable, and doctors are still stunned that he is alive and coming out of this, praying he is able to speak as he can tell the police who it was that shot him. I'm ticked that no cameras or witnesses saw anything. Trophy wife. So, Father God, we're praying into Hans Schmidt who was attacked and shot on the street speaking the word so Father may that power in this moment be a a powerful reminder of the miracles of healing and overcoming in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit so Father we're praying life into this and we're praying a, a baptismal of fire to flow through this man to lift him up and may the power of the Holy Spirit burn deep within and that bullet that's lodged within the brain may be dissolved, removed, left inoperable, left out of danger and truly the healing of the brain be complete. Father, we declare over this man, we declare restoration of life and and the restoration of the spoken word and that is to fill his body fully with the power of the Holy Spirit and to now have that be so profound that in his whole body systems, he's being restored back to the preacher that he was, but wiser, deeper, greater. Knowledge now of what it is to walk to the edge, to have life 
seemingly trying to be stolen from him and at the same time not stolen at all, but now restored in the fullness of the body of Christ. So, Father, we're, we're breathing life into him, lifting him up, raising him up, hands up and hands around him as we pray and we pray and we see the restoration happen and we see him sitting up in bed and we see him speaking the words of Jesus into the world. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please pray. My friend Casey sent me a message last night asking for prayers for her grandson, Cashton. He was in the hospital. I sent her a message today asking how he was doing, and she said they were doing going to let him come home. But I just got a message from her saying that he was in ICU and that the information is... Just got a message from her saying he was was in ICU, and then it's that's all the information she has on him. Okay, so Father, whatever the ailment is for Cashton, we're just praying that we praying that the presence of the Holy Spirit and Jesus can be so profound in this moment that Cashton can be restored and healed and restored and healed in spirit and in body so that this young man can be restored fully in the heart, the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit, and fully be lifted up in the body of Christ and take this moment out of the hospital as if he's being held back until he sees truly the power of Jesus. Let that power of Jesus flow within his heart to be restored and let him come to the throne or come before the cross, giving himself fully to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for my daughter, Michelle, whose partner has turned her against and pulled her away from God and the only family she has ever known, Suzanne. So, Father, we're praying into the heart of Michelle and for whatever has happened to her and the evils that happen in this world, the whispers of the darkness, they settle into the hearts of the weak and guide them away as they use the levers of physical love to separate us from the spiritual love of you. So, Father, we're praying life into Michelle, we're praying restoration of the heart into Michelle, and we're praying, praying the power of Holy Spirit to lift up the truth in her, to have her turn her eyes back to you. We lift her up, we pray for her, we, we lift her and pray life into her and restoration of the love of Jesus in her heart. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all, asking for prayers for myself and future child. As my husband and I are going to try for our third child soon, I have received so much warfare over the next pregnancy. The enemy doesn't want me to have another child. I'll tell you that. If you could pray for my, my, me, my future child, and family's health and protection, just the blood of Jesus over us, it would be much appreciated. Thank you, and God bless. Victoria. Well, Victoria, it doesn't matter what the enemy wants. You're a child of the Most High. And so don't let these fears be settling in because that's the enemy settling in camp into your head. You're a mother. You're a blessed mother to have a mother of three soon. And you cannot be walking into this fear, fearfulness that the enemy is somehow has a stronger hold over you than God himself. So, Father, we pray life into Victoria. We break off those chains and shackles 
that are causing the demonic to have access and to put whispers of the father of lies within her thoughts and head. We know very well that you have her and she is protected. So, Father, we pray for the, the, the total restoration in the mind and the security of the walk in spirit with Victoria. We pray blessings over this child that is coming in the third child. And may this child be anointed with the power of knowledge and storytelling in the world. And so, Father, we pray over Victoria. We pray life. We pray health. We pray the blood of Jesus. We strip away the anxiety and we speak into the demons that are there. You have no authority here. We cast you out and we rebuke you. For this is a mother of kingdom and the mother of the Most High. We lift you up, Victoria. Raise you into the hearts of, of our Father. Restore you and return you fully anointed and repaired for, for the next level of motherhood. A blessing of all blessings in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I just received this urgent call for prayer for a close friend and sister in Christ. Please join with us in prayer today. Thank you. I just got a call from my sister, Lisa. Her daughter, Lexi, is 34 weeks pregnant and fell this morning and is in terrible pain. Lisa's on her way, a two-hour drive to watch, uh, to watch the four kids while Lexi and her husband, Dustin, are in the hospital or at the hospital. Please pray for Lexi and an unborn baby girl. Liberty is liberty to be well and safe travels for Lisa. Update on Levi. Lexi, or update on Lexi. Lex just called. They have her on an IV. She was having contractions and a bit dehydrated. They want to stop the contractions. Her BP was high. Cervix is still good and high. Baby's head is low. Baby is going fine. We will know what's next later. They want the monitor. They want to monitor her for a while. Your prayers are appreciated. Update number two. Labor has stopped. Lexi is home. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. May God bless you. Living by faith. Okay. Oh, Father, we just want to pray for the... And thank you for the blessings of, of the miracle of healing Lexi. And we pray over this child, and we pray life and protection over this child, and may this newborn come into the world fully equipped for what is to come. And may this child come with anointings that only you will know, but that will be revealed soon on, and these anointings of the powerful will work from the power of bringing kingdom into this world. And so, Father, we pray for Lexi, and we pray for the health of the child, we pray for this family, we lift them up, and we pray over a blessing over the entire family of resources and, and anointings to walk them into a new age. And may this child be truly blessed of the Most High. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for the safe delivery of a package to my friend. The customs and logistics are unnecessarily creating delays and obstacles at the des destination. Thank you. AI. Or Al, I don't know which. Looks like AI. Please pray for safe delivery of a package for my friend. It says, Father is praying for the package to be delivered in a timely and effective manner. Whatever's in this package, may this package carry greater than the package. May the experience of the package be opening up the relationship deeper with AI and the Holy Spirit. We pray, pray that this all that is well, and we pray a blessing over both in the name of Jesus and Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
I received this prayer request just now from Denny. Please pray with me for my friend's grandchildren, one-year-old Waylon and three-year-old Alana. Their parents have taken them to ER with a really bad sickness, with a wet cough, and they're concerned that it's new sickness going around. We have prayed healing over them, and I told Kelly that I would be praising God with all through all the evening and whenever I wake up during the night, positioning, petitioning for them. Deborah PS91. Okay. Um, this is amazing to me. It really is. We have a concern for a sickness. The new sickness. We don't even know what this new sickness is other than what they tell us. This is us accepting a spell cast and bringing it into life. Father, we rebuke this spell cast here of this sickness. We rebuke it and bind it and cast it to the lake of, into the lake of fire. And Father, we just pray for the clarity of hearts and minds to stop sucking into these ridiculous narratives that somehow we're going to get sick and having fear in this world when we are the children of the Most High. So Father, we breathe life and courage into Denny. We breathe life and courage into her friend's grandchildren. And lifting them up to understand that this is, we have the power and control in this, of this world. We are not subject to it. So we pray courage, we pray life, we pray truth, and we pray healing over Waylon, the three year old, and in the, in the ER, and may their, may their parents speak life into them. So, Father, in lieu of that, we are speaking life into these children. We're restoring these children. We're casting off the demons. We're casting out the parasites. We're praying breaths of cleansing and Holy Spirit throughout, lifting them up mightily in this hour to be restored fully in the glory of kingdom. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, last one. Good parents, Jorge Riley needs prayers. He sat on the board of the... Uh, CH of the California GOP for a long time. He unfortunately took a plea for six for the J6 after immense pressure and was just booked into Lompac prison where the guards immediately threw him up against a wall and cut off his braid with with cut off his braid with feathers. No chance to take it out. His girlfriend is asking for prayers and is trying to get his story out as many to as many people as possible. I did tell her that Lampic is in my district, so maybe I'll spend my vacation with him. Kid's voice. Oh, I tell you, these J6 stories I have such a hard time with. And this stuff doesn't add up. All right. Father, let's pray over George Riley. And just pray for the strength of his heart, wherever he is, whatever he's part of, to lift him up now and to breathe life into him, to breathe clarity in the walk of Christ with him. Whatever this is of this braid and feather that was cut, let it just be nothing that affects him, but rather now focus more deeply into Jesus. Pray, pray incessantly, and stay focused on where your eyes need to be. Put your eyes on the cross. So we lift him up. We pray, we pray for him. We pray for his safety. We pray for his, his family. In Christ Jesus' name, we declare these things. Amen. Okay. So there we go for today's prayers. Quite interesting. All right. So 
here's a few thoughts as we go through, and I've already made these thoughts, but I'm going to do this in kind of closing thoughts. Let me start with the last one. Ask questions about J6. Don't take it blindly. I'm highly suspect of what J6 is. I don't. There's too many federal people involved. Latest count is like federal, 500 federal people involved in making that insurrection happen. So my question continues to be, what's the real with people that are going to jail? In no way am I saying they're not going to jail, but there's too many anomalies here that don't make sense, like cell phones in prison, which makes zero sense, ever, zero sense. So my concern is that J6 is a bigger scam, and that these stories continue to percolate out because they're trying to keep us divided and hateful against each other. J6 fuels the opposition between people that see that the Trump supporters did something horrible and Trump supporters that say they were victims. It keeps the country divided, and that's why I don't trust any of it. And I don't think people do a reasonable job of asking the hard questions because I don't think they want to believe that it could be a scam. Approach everything as if it is not true. That's a good start. Because we're dealing in the world of the fallen and deception. Spellcasting. We've come across it time and time again. In hospitals, it's a worship. So the question really is, what are we here for? I have no issue of hospitals doing surgeries and things. It's never been an issue. I just went through one. What I always ask is, where's your heart and whom do you serve first? And too much of the hospital reliance is people going in and then getting damaged and saying, what do I do? Why don't we start here? Why don't we start with our belief in Jesus and the miracle healings? And then if you end up in the hospital, it's we can catch you back up if it doesn't work. And so finally, it's a question of, of our faith in Jesus. Profound walk, walk here that we're in of declaring victory into this world from the victory in which we stand. The victory was taken on the cross. So let us breathe into that place constantly, the life of this world and the faith and the true commitment to all that Jesus did. For if we do not believe one thing he's done, then we have to question our entire belief in the book. The book is a field manual of war. It's all or nothing. It's not a question of nitpicking that, but it's a question of following that in its fullness. So, Father God, we thank you for the assembly that has come here today to pray, to come together to pray for healing and restoration fully in the, in the body of Christ. Father, we just pray for a continued processing of healing and prayers each and every day for those in our lives. We lift these people up today in a magnificent view of heaven, surrounded by the light of heaven and angels. We pray for all the, the healing that was asked here and all the wounds that were put before us to be healed miraculously. And we declare those things in the name of Jesus. Father, in our walk, each of our walks, let it be clear why we're here. Open our eyes to the, to the steps that we make. Let us follow the paths of what we need. and Let us be clear on the steps ahead. Let our hearts be opened for greater things. And let it be understood that we are here in this time and this place. We're a very significant moment in time. Whatever that war looks like, let us continue to wage it in our in our prayers against the strongholds. And let us always remember that we fight first in the spirit that would then manifest in the physical. Let us seek the answers through you. Let us seek the wisdom through Holy Spirit. Let us seek the healing through Jesus' hands. And so, Father, as we bring that into our hearts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, let us be raised up powerfully in this moment with the fullness of all that, holy, that, that the heavens are, that we walk as the children of the Most High, we are the kings and princes, we are the princes and, and priests of this world. 
And we have been given the authority to steward this world. So let us act like it, walk in it, and be that authority. So, Father, we ask for the continued blessings of humility as we walk, not to let who we are overcome us, but rather for us to overcome the world. And bless us in each of our walks to keep us on the straight and narrow, to keep us away from the demonic influences, and to keep our eyes clear in all the fight that comes. We thank you, Father, for all you give. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots, and that's it for this Sunday. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. Have a blessed Sunday. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body
Just a few.